I'm back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Uh, this is not exactly part two to the other one. I'm just recording back to back because, like I said, I missed an episode yesterday, and I'm still on board of <laughs> 365 days of recording. So hopefully I'll have 365 videos come December 31st, 2022, <laughs> and have met my goal of recording every day which I haven't recorded every day but like if I miss a day or a couple of days I try to make those up when I can so that at the end you know I can count it up <laughs> but um I was thinking about earlier just this thought of our ability to be able to stand alone when necessary now I'm pretty confident that we need people we need relationships uh, to sometimes get to where we're going to be successful you know we're not an island unto ourselves but there is this element of having the capacity to be alone when necessary to stand alone when necessary if nobody is on board with what you got going and you know that you're being led or called to this position or to this mindset or you have this strong idea um, to not let yourself be talked out of it because you're willing to like risk it all to stand on what you believe in before everybody else jumps on the bandwagon when the results come. And I was thinking about this one, <laughs> y'all gonna always hear me talk about this Kanye West documentary, you know, regardless of how you feel about them now, like none of that is my bit. I got opinions about that, but. I'm just solely talking about, you know, his story. And I watched the last episode yesterday and I thought it was interesting because Cootie uh, was the guy who was actually doing the film and he was the actual guy behind the camera who had decided 20 years ago, hey, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing to follow this man. Well, when Kanye's mom died and after Kanye, you know, was getting a lot of fame, their relationship began to separate and I've been through that in different relationships where different circumstances kind of separate you from people that you've always been close to. Um, but the way that it was shot and the way that the, you know, because Cootie was also narrating it, it almost did look like, you know, Kanye had switched up on him. <laughs> like he didn't want him around or whatnot. That's what it could come off as it seemed as. And I think, we will really never know that until they have a conversation. I also feel two ways. Like, that's one way I feel about it. But then I have deeper thoughts about that that I'm going to leave for another episode because it touches on, like, another aspect of relationships that I want to talk about and just, like, personal um, personal experience that I want to talk about that will send me on a tangent off the topic I want to talk about today. So... I don't only think that, like, I don't think Cootie was the victim in that situation. Um, and not saying that he wasn't either, but, you know, I feel multiple ways about the way um, their relationship was going in that season. Being an outsider looking in, having had somewhat experienced that, but then somewhat not. And just trying to, like, understand what that was about, but also seeing, like, yeah, I, I don't want to go on the tangent of, of that because I'm going to leave that for another episode, too. But um, 
I thought about the the thought of standing alone in that because Cootie had to find his own voice. Like it was honorable and dope that he believed in Kanye before, you know, most people did. He was willing to drop everything to stop and record this man that everybody was kind of giving like, you ain't all of that. Like he, you know, was trying to make a whole career out of just recording this documentary of this man who hadn't really done anything other than, you know, produced a few songs. And back then, like, you can produce a few songs for Jay-Z and this, this, and that and be stuck doing that and be stuck kind of unknown. But Cootie saw what he could be and decided to really follow him. And I think once their friendship started to separate for a season, which that season for was like five, six, seven years, I think Cootie also got an opportunity to find his own voice, to build his own family, to connect in a way that had he continued to even be close to Kanye all of those years and do everything that Kanye was doing, I don't think he would have had that real time for himself. And so I think it gave him his own set of beliefs, his own set of uh, values outside of what he was creating around the the notion that him and Kanye was just going to be some some big thing that he was going to pop off early on from this documentary that he wanted to put out in different iterations of their experience that just didn't happen. It didn't work out that way. And 2022 seemed like it was the divine time, you know. And then on Kanye's front, this idea of standing alone is because Kanye went through some traumatic things, too. And one thing that documentary really doesn't show is like his real childhood. It doesn't even show his years when he was in art school and in college. You know, who were the people he hanged with? How, what was his dialect like? Like, what did he you know, what, what was his mom's, and I, I can pretty much guarantee his mom's, their relationship was like that, but I think seeing somebody's childhood as well, um, because Kanye was like already an adult, like 19, 20, by the time the documentary started, you know, um, I think he was even probably older, probably like 23 or so, if that, so, you know, what we do know about his his background, you know, is that he did go to art school because he said it in the video. But those are parts of his life we don't get to see. And I think a lot of that made up some of his personality and his values and the way that he does things. And also, you know, him and his mom's relationship, which we did see a huge glimpse of, which I'm so grateful for, gave him a strong enough foundation to have this like very grounded level of self-belief but there were times when Kanye would grab the mic and he was asked the question on this last one by a kid when they were doing him and his mom were doing the foundation and he just kind of went on this tangent that I was like dang that's dope what he said he was like what is overconfidence should be used it should be a bad word somebody says to you like what is overconfident like he just went on this rant <laughs> And that student was probably like, dang, like what, you know, but I hope they received it. You know, me as an adult, I can't receive it. But 
anytime I see like they did flashbacks of interviews or anytime he took the mic, it always seemed like he had a lot to say in that it makes me wonder like in his childhood, did he outside of his mom, did he feel like he wasn't listened to or didn't have the space to like really voice his thoughts and be heard? Because it seems like now that he had this platform, he used that to really speak his thoughts and values, whether he thought people cared or not. And I thought that was such an interesting characteristic I noticed in him. Uh, and when I think about that in alignment with this like ability to stand alone is because Kanye has that down packed. Like you, it, it seems like whether he had people who liked him around or not, he was going to stand on what he believed in. He was going to stand on the idea he had that he felt so compelled to produce. He was going to stand on what he said, even if he had to double back and apologize or whether he wasn't going to apologize. Like he, he was firm on standing on what he, he valued or at least valued at the time. And to me, it's like, like it or not, I respect that. And the reason I respect that because there are a lot of people and you probably known people or seen people who like need a crowd or need validation in order to do what they want to do or in order to be who they are. It may seem like they're the, like you saw this in middle school or high school where you had that one girl who it seemed like she was the most popular, but she was that because the girls around her needed her to feel cool, but she also needed them to be the coolest one. You know, in teaching middle school, I see that a lot now with certain girls. And I just be like, you know, I don't be thinking bad on people's life. But I was like, the girls like that who I went to school with, I'll leave that there. Like, you know, especially if they were unkind, like they were the bullying type. Like, you look at their life now and it reflects the energy that they gave out when they were in high school. So I think there's something to be said about when you are able to stand in your confidence, regardless of what people think, regardless of if people try to deter you a different way, regardless of if somebody try to talk about you. Like we were doing this live museum on Friday. It was a historical museum. So certain students of all age groups, um, sixth through eighth grade, our theater teacher had them dress up like historical figures and people would come down the hallway, push a button. And they would give this speech about who they were, what their accomplishments were in history. And I wasn't there for all of them, but I went to the eighth grade when the eighth graders got to, to view it. And like some of them can be real clicky. It can be the girls. And then... Uh, there was this one guy, he just liked to show out. He's a good kid as far as like his intelligence, but he just do too much sometimes to like be cool. And so one of the subs had already told them like where the students were standing was against the wall. And they had put a piece of tape like a two feet, two or three feet in front of them for people to stand behind. She had just made an announcement. Hey, you shouldn't be over the white line. Give the actors space. You know, don't touch them, whatever. I looked down the row and like this guy 
is with all these girls who already be clickish and he like touches one of them it's the sixth grader so he's an eighth grader so i know the sixth grader already like he can take care of his own but i already know he also like i can tell he's uncomfortable and he feel like weird because they already doing something in a vulnerable space like they're already being confident enough to say yes to this position. They don't know everybody in the school. And I was surprised because it was a lot of sixth graders who volunteered and I think it was like one seventh grader, you know, and I don't like no forms of bullying. And even if it's not that, I just, I just appreciate more people's confidence to do something that the people who talking about them don't even have the courage to do but they got all the voice to talk about people who do got the courage to do that. And I don't like things like that. So I saw him over there touching them and I walked down there and I started tapping on his shoulder. I was like, do you want somebody to touch on you? And he was like looking at me wide eyed. He was like, I was just patting him. I was like, no, don't just nothing. I said, didn't Miss McCarthy just say you shouldn't even be past the white line? Why are you touching him? Are y'all friends? No, ma'am. Did he tell you to touch him? No, does he look like you? He like that you touch him? No, I said, so don't try to do things to try to be cool and then get embarrassed. Like that ticked me off because <laughs> to me, these students who are volunteering and usually they're the students who volunteer for a lot of different things that we do that are creative, that kind of put them out there. Like, you know, they have to go through their own journey of like, different things anyway like nobody can protect them from everything but you know when I see stuff like that I step in because I want those students too to continue to feel confident being able to stand on what they value which is being able to stand in their confidence that I like to perform I like to be a part of these performances like I like to show that I'm smart and you and you don't even realize how many students dumb themselves down, hide that they're smart, stop participating in stuff because somebody starts bullying them or because secretly they getting talked about by a group of students who are weak minded, who always need a group in order to feel confident. And we all have seen those people. Sorry if you were one of those people. But to me, that's like a weak, a very weak trait. And I remember even seeing that in school. You know, when I was growing up, I don't feel like I was the coolest, but a lot of people knew me because I was so involved in so many things. Like I was involved in groups that didn't nobody want to be a part of. And I was involved in what you would call like the cooler groups, like the dance team and stuff. Like I was involved with a lot of things. So I had friend groups with a lot of people, but I was also friends with people that other people would look at me like, really, why are you friends with her? Like... Because they thought she was this, these two girls or these three ladies were mean girls and they didn't see me that way. But I always saw something in them too because it's like when you're close to people like that, like you also see their strengths and their vulnerabilities and why they're probably like that. Whereas, no, I'm not saying you give them a pass for that, but it's like, you know, you just see the, the range of humanity at a young age, you know, and I'm able to articulate that now. But back then it was kind of like, because I hung out with them personally too, I also knew like what things made them like that. You know, that the average person that they were probably like, they don't hang out with, that's just seeing them as mean, like they don't see, you know? So 
But I, I remember girls like that and guys like that, just kind of mean or nasty for no reason, but they're the same ones who didn't have the confidence that the students who, you know, people try to pick on did have to still get up there and perform, still get up there and be smart, still get up there and show that they're intelligent, still get up there and stand on what they believe in and speak their mind. And I, I just think that's something that we cultivate when we're younger. You can learn it as an adult. Many of us do have to walk into it when we're an adult, but imagine like, and this is what makes me, you know, you probably wonder why you bring up the Kanye thing. This is what makes me wonder like, what was Kanye's childhood like? Because there was a clip, I think in the second one where he was, it seemed like he was like 10, 10 years old. And it seems like he was like at a family, a family's house. It was a lot of family in the house and it was a tape recording. And he started rapping on camera and he was like 10. But that's the only clip you really see of him as a child. But even as that child, he had that confidence. You could hear his mom either behind the camera or like in the room, you know. So it just makes me real curious about, you know, what his mom instilled in him about having that level of confidence. Because with that level of confidence, you have to be able to stand on your own two feet. You have to be willing to stand alone when don't nobody else believe in you because sometimes there'll be a season where don't nobody think you hot. <laughs> Instead that one person like Cootie, you know, you have to, you know, or people who think you cool, but like they, they won't stick beside you to me like Cootie did, you know, like, so you having an extreme level of confidence that grounds you and keeps you confident in who you are. I think that's, to me, that's foundational to us as women continuing to grow because even when you think about it, I mean, if you've been committed to your growth for any level of time, you've probably seen a shift in your friendships or in your close relationships. You've probably felt different energy shifts or people you know, giving you the side eye or telling you up front, you've changed or you're different, whether they say it jokingly or not. I've had that, you know, like, and where people treat me like I've changed and I had to get used to that. Like, Whitley, you have. You're not the same, Whitley, that you even were in undergrad. Like, and that's okay. And it's okay to, to, to when people say that to you, whether they joking and they deeply feel some way about that or not, or they're really just commenting on your growth and they just have to adjust like you have to own that you have grown and that's okay like that's okay you're not supposed to stay the same and if it makes them uncomfortable like that's really not your problem either and so I know if you're listening to my <laughs> content you know consistently I know that you are committed to growth you're because the things that I talk about are not just frivolous <laughs> you're committed to your growth in every area, physically, mentally, spiritually. And so what comes with that is having an extreme level of confidence in yourself. Don't let people tell you you overconfident. Let, don't let people tell you you need to be humble. Like, no. And I'm not saying you got to be arrogant, but sometimes, you know, your confidence is going to get confused with arrogance for people who don't have no confidence in themselves. You have to be confident that what you're producing is excellent. You have to be confident that the changes you're making are positive and they're positive for you and everybody else's life you're going to touch. 
You have to be confident that what you're doing, you're not hurting anybody. If it's making them uncomfortable or feel some type of way, that's their problem, not yours. You have to be confident in your ideas. You have to be confident in the direction that you're headed. You have to be confident that if this relationship falls off, then it wasn't intended to be in my life either forever or just not for this season. Like it'll probably come back around, you know? So, you know, that's that's something I've really been thinking about because that's something I saw in a documentary. But as I look at when I'm observing the kids at the middle school or think about my experiences as a child, like my confidence waver. What I always had confidence in is that I can produce. I was smart. Like I like to be involved. But sometimes I did shrink back at certain things because I felt, oh, it's going to make this person think I'm all that. And it's like, you can't avoid that. Like, some people just going to be insecure. That's And that's not our problem. Like, you know, so I, that's all I have for y'all <laughs> on that is like, you know, don't be afraid to stand alone and stand on your own two feet because certain relationships are going to fall by the wayside, whether for a season or they've ran their course for the rest of your life. But people, quality people will be joining your path based on who you're becoming. You know, people will see your excellence, your greatness. And if you have kids or if you're a teacher, make sure you're alert to those kids who like, they don't get all the praise. They may not be the coolest, but they still had a confidence to present their paper first. They still had a confidence to volunteer to do things that the people who try to be too cool wouldn't even do. Like, make sure you acknowledge them. Make sure even if you pull them to the side, like, you tell them how dope they are because you never know, like, whose life you could be affecting or who you could be encouraging. The next Kanye West can be in your class. You know, the next lady, um, I can't even think of her name, who created Abbott Elementary, you know, that show is named after her uh, teacher when she was in the sixth grade. You know, she remembered her. She said, I felt seen, you know, so that student could be in your class, you know. So make sure sometimes sometimes you and I'm thinking about that, too. Like, make sure you take the time to see those students and protect those students at all costs who are showing up and they already have that innate confidence and when you see people and you can't protect them for everything like that's part of life but when you can like you make sure you reassure them keep keep pushing into them you dope because when I look at somebody like Kanye I was like I don't think in school he was the coolest boy like when I look at his stance when I look at the look he had just overall in his his demeanor and his attire and stuff, like I could tell in school, he wasn't just the coolest kid. It seemed like he was one of those guys who was just kind of like, just minded his business, did his artwork, to know he went to art school. Like, he just seems like he was very like, one of those, what we would call those weird kids. Cause I was one of those weird kids. My mom has told me that she was like, Willie, you weird. <laughs> so when I use weird, I don't mean in a derogatory sense, but he just seems like he was one of those kids who wasn't the popular kid, but that he still had this strong level of confidence. Like it makes me so interested. Like, dang, his mom really was speaking light to him at a young age, because I feel like when you have that type of 
were in you constantly like as a child nobody else like other people can probably hurt your feelings but it won't stick as hard but when you don't have any affirmation you're never being protected or affirmed you know and then you're getting this other narrative from people who are not confident at school or whatnot like it may break down their confidence before they even have the realization as an adult, like they didn't have no authority to tell me I wasn't anything. So, yeah. So depending on what, how you want to take this message, whether you're a teacher, whether you work with kids or whether you're taking the message for yourself, like it's important that we cultivate environments for people to stand on their own two feet, to feel confident and that we produce and promote people being confident around us because that's when we're most productive that's when we're most happy that's when other people around us are most happy when they're confident about who they are and what they're producing so i love y'all so much and that's all i have for tonight